Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy speculation and advice. Now, along with the guys from Fanball.com, here's the host for Fantasy Football Weekly, Paul Charchian. That is me. I am Paul Charchi and my co-host today, Brian Johnson, as we get ready for the divisional round. Hello, Brian. Hello, Charch. Um, uh, it's, you're always excited about the divisional round, right? But I'm really excited about this divisional round. Why is that? I don't know. It just seems like a bunch of great games. And I'm not talking being a homer from Minnesota because I'm not a Vikings fan like you are, of course. No, you're, you're, you're a Bengals fan. You uh, wouldn't even know what this is like. No, what, what are the playoffs? That's playoffs. right. Exactly. But no, great games. I'm excited. Yeah. And uh, you know, for everybody, I steered towards the Saints last week. Sorry. I did not think the Vikings were going to win based on how they had played down the stretch and a variety of other factors, which we enumerated last week. We'll do better this week on helping you find uh, fantasy winners as we break down all four of the games. And uh, I think we may begin with Vikings at San Francisco, and we'll, uh, that is the first game on the slate of games, Saturday, midday. Do we, we don't want to discuss any new head coaches or anything. There was one I, I really wanted to don't break down sure. what we thought happened at the Jerry Jones-Mike McCarthy slumber party, because I just can't get over the fact <laughs> that they had a slumber sleepover. party. They had a, a sleepover. sleepover. Yes. Um, you know, I think if you're Mike McCarthy, this couldn't have worked out any better because you gained the best roster of all of the new coaches by a mile Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, a good defense, you know, Amari Cooper, you know, Michael Gallup. I mean, what? You know, for your McCarthy, you go, you transition from Aaron Rodgers into this. You know, it's even he can't bozo this up, Kenny. Mm, maybe. <laughs> we'll Man, see. He, he got so complacent with the Packers. So complacent. I'm just, I'm not a fan. And it's not just because here in Minnesota, rooting against the Packers for most of my life. It's because he did not maximize that pack the Packer opportunities he had at all. No. 
And Packer fans will tell you the same thing. They don't love him either. The best part of the press conference was one of the reporters asked him if he thought that Des asked him if <laughs> if he thought Des caught it. Yeah, you know, the infamous yes, uh, yeah, quote right. unquote drop, and yes. he had some uh, some answer that skirted he around. Away. Yeah, yeah, he, he squirmed he sure around did. a little bit. Very um, political. Yeah, for sure. Very wise. For sure. Um, Ron Rivera knew. Uh, Matt Rule knew. Joe Judge. Well, you know, we'll have to. We'll have, we've got a lot of time to sort of shake those. Yeah. You know, shake out how how we think those things will affect everything. Is especially with the Redskins as they're now Panthers North. All right, let's go. Let's go to the games for this weekend. Breaking them down fantasy style, beginning with the first one. Minnesota takes on San Francisco. Um, now the Niners. I'm hearing a lot of bad stats out there about how the Niners' defense is crumbling. Well, yeah, because they were without Richard Sherman, Quan Alexander, Jaquiski Tart, D Ford. They're all back. Yep. D Ford's a game time decision, I think, but it sounds like he's going to go. So I think this this defense goes right back to being as awesome as it used to be. And man, can they pass a uh, rush as a rush against the pass? You got, you know, with D Ford and Nick Bosa and DeForest Buckner and Eric Armstead, all excellent pass rushers. Niners had the fifth most sacks. They ranked third in pass rush by Pro Football Focus. That will stress this Vikings offensive line quite a bit. I agree. Yeah, and, uh, and they're uh, like you're pretty much alluding to. They're very well rested. <laughs> yeah, 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 very well rested so defense. They're going to be ready to go. Uh, I, undoubt, undoubtedly, Kirk Cousins has thrown exactly one touchdown in four straight games. I I just don't think the Vikings can win with one touchdown out of Kirk Cousins because I don't see the running game coming together in this one. And Cousins is going to throw a lot more, I believe, than he usually does. In fact, to drill down on that a little bit, San Francisco has uh, uh, it gives up thirty two and a half passes per game. Cousins only topped that a couple of times all season. So I, you know, I think just playing by trends, the Vikings are going to pass more often. I think Kirk's going to pass more often. I think he's going to find himself uh, w- w- at the end of the day, not not necessarily a win, but I think just through sheer volume and usage, he ends up with a pretty good game here. Now, what do you make of the angle? Of Adam Thielen. Yeah, let's talk about that. So we, they won't tell us how it happened. We don't know. What we do know is multiple multiple media reports saying it was a deep ankle laceration. No thanks. Um, I don't see how he, like people immediately jump to you got cleated. I don't think you're wearing cleats that sharp, sharp when you're practicing yeah, indoors on the turf. Yeah. Like if you're in the mud and whatever, yeah, you're wearing the long cleats that could do but that. But even kinda. then they're not sharp. I mean, not, it's not like track cleats. Yeah. You know, like baseball spikes. spikes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's not no, that. No. So we we don't know how it happened. Something weird happened. Something weird. Um, so it, it, Thielen is a huge X factor here. Uh, if he can go, he'll go in the slot against cornerback Quan Williams. And uh, uh, more often than not, he runs from all over the field. Uh, but I think he'll hit the slot a lot. Williams hasn't allowed a touchdown since week two, but he gives up a 72% completion rate. So maybe Thielen here, who was a major contributor to the Vikings win last week, ends up with um, a lot of catches and yards, but not necessarily a touchdown. Stefan Diggs goes up. Now, to understand the, the Niners secondary, you have to know Richard Sherman plays one half of the mm-hmm. field and basically erases it. Mm-hmm. He is absolutely dominating. The average receiving game in his coverage is one and a half receptions for 14 yards. Yikes. Oh, man. Sherman has not allowed a touchdown since the opener. Brutal. Brutal. So, if you're the Vikings, where do you line up Stefan Diggs? Not where, there. Not there. Exactly. <laughs> not there. You know, that's where you hang Laquan Treadwell out to dry or Ola B.C. Johnson out to dry, although Johnson almost entirely plays a slot. Um, 
or uh, Hollins out to dry. You're not going to see, you're not going to see, I believe, a lot of Stefan Diggs over on the Sherman side because we, why do that when you can go to a Kello Witherspoon instead? And that's the side of the field that Diggs naturally lines up on anyway. 48% of his plays start on the left side of the field. Witherspoon sees double the number of targets as Richard Sherman, which is which makes sense. And he was brutal in the final two games of the season, allowing four touchdowns in the final two games. Wow. That's a kilo Witherspoon. He has allowed uh, more yards in the last four weeks than Richard Sherman has allowed all year. So digs on Witherspoon is an exploitable matchup. Better do it. Yeah, I like uh, so I like Diggs more than I like Thielen in this game. Um, Kyle Rudolph has got an opportunity. Niners have allowed big games to Tyler Higby, Jared Cook, Mark Andrews. I'm a little bit worried he's going to have to stay in a block because of D. Ford, Nick Bosa, DeForest Buckner. It's you know it's they can generate so much pass rush, but you could try Rudolph in a pinch if you wanted to. Well, I assume you're about to get to Dalvin Cook, right? Yeah. Uh, before you do that, if you sure. don't mind, I, I saw Please. a stat where. I think it through Cook's career that he and Thielen have only played 10 games. That is probably accurate. Yeah, it probably is accurate. Yeah. So when they have played together, Cook and Thielen, Are they, like they average like 28, 29 points. Wow. And I think the implied total for the Vikings is like 19 and a half right now. Mm-hmm. And the 49ers have allowed 20 plus points. I know we said their defense is going to be better than it's been playing. But yes, factor that, yeah. if you're betting the, the implied over under on the Vikings, that they finally have Cook. And Thielen held together. Well, well yeah, sort of healthy. Not healthy. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. There's but. a chance Thielen does not play in this game. I mean, uh, it sounds like it, it sounds like he's going to go, and he's saying he's going to go, but I don't think it's a guarantee that he goes here. Let's talk about Dalvin Cook. San Francisco allowed all seven of the rushing touchdowns they've given up in the second half of the season, including four rushing touchdowns in the last three games. Again, missing a number of players. Mm-hmm. Um, the San Francisco seen very few workhorse backs. Get this, Brian. Only two backs saw more than 15 carries all year. 15's not that much. Nope. That is weird. Um, they haven't seen many particularly good runners, but they've done a pretty good job on the ones they have seen. They shut down Aaron Jones. They shut down Mark Ingram. Um, Mike Zimmer heard this stat. 40 and 0 when the Vikings rush 30 times. 40 and 0? 40 and 0. That's astounding. Under Zimmer? Under Zimmer. Wow. 40 and 0 when his teams rush 30 or more times. Um, Niners are giving up 4.2 yards per carry on the season, four yards per carry since December. They can get a little something done here. No back has topped 89 rushing yards, though, against San Francisco since week nine. Um, here's why here's why I am worried about Dalvin Cook. Last week, the Vikings dominated the first half of the game against the Saints with Dalvin Cook taking chunk yards. It was four yards, eight yards, nine yards, six yards. And in the second half, the Saints completely changed their scheme and they took away Dalvin Cook and said, Kirk Cousins, you got to go beat us. They held Kirk, they held uh, Dalvin Cook to one yard per carry in the second half. And the Vikings only scored one time in the second half, one scoring drive in the second half. I mean, that's the blueprint is you take away Dalvin Cook from the Vikings and make Kirk go beat you. Now, he did against the Saints. It's not that he can't do it, but you're going to roll your dice and, and make Kirk go beat you. And the Vikings took Dalvin Cook away from fantasy owners or fantasy players, too, because if I recall correctly, Alexander Madison had a couple carries inside the 10 or 5 in the green zone. Maybe. In for red zone. Yeah, at maybe. least once, I remember yeah. seeing. So 
They, uh, they, they still like using Madison, uh, you know, deep in enemy territory. We'll see. The Saints changed their scheme to put players in the slot. They put a linebacker off of the off of an edge rusher or put a safety off an edge rusher. And they would take away all the edge rushing for the Vikings on one side or the other. And sometimes both cases, uh, Vikings should pass deep to try to break that up. But I don't know if it's going to work. By the way, one other thing about Dalvin Cook, a lot of yardage coming through the, the air. The screen game may not work here because San Francisco's allowed the third fewest running back receptions, the second fewest running back yards, and the and no touchdowns through the air. They didn't give any receiving touchdowns to a running back all wow. year. How about that? Oof. So I don't love Cook in this game. Uh, the Vegas over-under on, for yards is 77 rushing yards. I'm under. I, I haven't seen a total yard or receiving yard for Cook uh, line. Let's go to the San Francisco side. Saints had uh, the Saints last week had seven passing plays of 14 or more yards, seven against the Vikings. And since week 10, the San Francisco's had the third most explosive passing plays. So I, I think there's a chance for some downfield passing here on the Vikings. Um, the Vikings pass defense has had problems, but oddly enough, five straight opposing quarterbacks have thrown zero or one touchdown. And that includes some decent passers like Aaron Rodgers and Philip Rivers and Drew Brees. So it's a bit of a bend, but don't break. Um, defense for the Vikings. They they give up they give up plays, but they doesn't always turn into a lot of fantasy points. In fact, six of the last seven quarterbacks have thrown for 240 yards or less for Garoppolo. Garoppolo's biggest target, George Kittle. I got some Jeez. stats for you on I'm George sure Kittle. You do. Are you ready? Oh always right. ready for Kittle's so stats. I, I dug into Kittle's usage. Brian, he is lethal in the middle of the field. Pro football focus showing he has almost eight hundred yards in the middle of the field only. 800 yards by a tight end is a good season for all the catches. Kittle has 800 in the middle of the field, where Garoppolo has a passer rating of 120 on his throws to Kittle in the middle of the field and a completion percentage of 86%. Wow. But the Vikings inside linebacker, Eric Kendricks, awesome. He is Pro Football Focus's highest-rated linebacker in coverage. He is the linebacker in the NFL who has run the most coverage plays. He ranks number one in pass breakups. He's number one in pass completion percentage allowed. And he has the third-lowest passer rating in his coverage, Eric Kendricks. The Vikings might be ideally suited to take away from George Kittle, the thing he does best, catching balls over the middle of the field. Rubber's going to meet the road, you're saying, huh? A little bit. All right. Can't wait. Can't wait either. Um, Kittle, by the way, 85 catches without a drop this year. Uh, How about you know, that? there were at least six tight ends, tight ends drafted before George Kittle, the year he was drafted. He went in the fifth round. Yeah. Fifth round. But his college stats we were talking about today on the radio, his college stats couldn't have been more mundane. You had, we think that we were speculating his run blocking is so good. I think people looked at the body type on him and said, here's this guy who's incredibly big and strong. And the worst thing that happens is he doesn't develop as a receiver like we think. We've got a great run blocker because he is a devastating run blocker. Yeah. And as it turned out, he's developed beautifully as a pass yeah. catcher. Now you get the best of both worlds. In general, the Big Ten is, doesn't have very gaudy pass numbers as a whole, <laughs> really, true. in Dallas. So, yeah, you don't really get a full read on the offensive ability of a lot of the, the receivers true. in the Big Ten. Only 22 receptions his last year in school. Uh, Debo Samuel runs almost half his plays uh, from Xavier Rhodes' side of the field, where I think he's going to uh, line up mostly. Um, Rhodes, inconsistent season, a little bit better lately. He's only allowed one touchdown over the past nine games, but he's allowing an 84% completion rate in his coverage. Wow. 84%. 
if Jimmy Garoppolo needs a first down, you throw at Rhodes, and more often than not, that's going to be Debo Samuel on that side of the field. Now, Emmanuel Sanders plays the slot uh, primarily, and he also plays on the right side. So he, he plays really all over, but the slot and the right side mostly. He's got um, reasonably favorable matchups in both cases from the slot. It's a lot of mismatch because it, the, the Vikings are probably going to have to use converted a safety, uh, Andrew Sandejo, to try to guard one of the slipperiest receivers out there in Emmanuel Sanders. That feels like a mismatch for Emmanuel Sanders. On the outside, I think Sanders' quick, sp- uh, short space quickness is a matchup problem for Trey Waynes, who is a straight-line speed guy. I think Sanders could be a, a valuable weapon here as well, and I like him too. Uh, also, Kyle Juszczyk is something that, that could be an X factor as well. I don't, wouldn't use him in like daily, but you never know. Uh, all right, last thing. San Francisco's run defense, uh, Raheem Mostert's been great. He's become the team's would, go-to Would you runner. use him in daily if, say, you were uh, married to a girl from The Bachelor who... No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go probably there. probably best no, okay. uh, Mostert's become the go-to runner. Double-digit carries in five straight games, averaging 5.6 yards per carry. He has scored in six straight games. Mostert would be the guy to own for sure. They do use three or four backs, but... The, the Niners' run game never gets a week off. It's always the most important thing they're trying to establish. They rank number two in rushing attempts, number one rushing yards by running backs, number one in rushing touchdowns, and they are uh, also number two, I believe, in uh, when, when they have the lead, in rushing attempts with the lead. And if you think, the, if you think them as seven-point favorites, I'll have the lead. There you go. If you'll allow me to pile on here no, on top of that. Uh, this is from Warren Sharp, uh, at Sharp Football. If you don't follow him on Twitter, you should. Um, mm. According to him, the Vikings are the NFL's worst defense against runs from 21 personnel, and that's two running backs, tight end, tight two end. wide two receivers, receivers. Yep. allowing 6.9 yards per carry and a Dang. 72% success rate. Oh, no geez. team runs from 21 personnel yeah, more, more than, than the, the 49ers. <laughs> 31% of all runs. The NFL average is 11%. Wow. So wow. that's adding up nicely Ouch. for San Fran. Yeah. It really is. And Mostert should be the primary beneficiary here. Now, they, of course, they're going to use their other backs in there, too. Um, but Mostert has earned the right to be the lead back, and he's, he's the first choice here. Uh, Vikings are 0-5 when an opposing back hits 100 yards. I'm sure that they will try to get uh, Mostert into that kind of territory here. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break, Brian, and then right. uh, let's go on to the next game, Tennessee taking on Baltimore, a power run team against a power run team. We'll, uh, we'll talk about how that one breaks out for the various fantasy players here, and it's chock full of fantasy goodness oh, yeah. uh, when we come back in just a moment. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. 
Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome back. Paul Charging with you. Brian Johnson is my co-host. We're breaking down the divisional round playoff games, fantasy style. We just did a probably all too lengthy breakdown of Vikings Niners. Hey, this is the last week, not the last weekend, but this is like the last full weekend. It so is. People want this. Exactly. I, th- I think so, too. We're having fun. Next week, we only got two games to break down. Yep. Uh, Tennessee taking on Baltimore. Uh, let's start on the passing side here with Ryan Tannehill, eight and three as a starter. He's coming off being the NFL's offensive player of December. So he rolls in hot. He just beat the Patriots in Foxborough, albeit on eight completions for 75 yards, 15 attempts, eight completions. Yeah. Eight completions, 72 yards. Uh, talk to me about how you feel about Ryan Tannehill in this matchup. You can't feel too good about Tannehill because he's <laughs> going up against arguably the top cornerback trio in the NFL and yeah. Jimmy Smith, um, Marcus Peters, and uh, Marlon, Marlon Humphrey. Humphrey yeah. And uh, since week, week nine, um, they had already acquired Peters at that point, but Jimmy Smith was hurt. So at week nine is when Jimmy Smith came back and they, you know, Voltron was fully formed in that mm-hmm. secondary. The Ravens are allowing 162 passing yards per game. Oh, brutal. So, you know, if you're talking daily, you're not going to use Tannehill in, a, in cash games. He's too risky. He's a very contrarian tournament play, which is essentially going to be everyone on Tennessee, <laughs> <laughs> except, uh, Derek except Henry. Henry. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, going over to Tannehill's pass catchers, we'll start with AJ Brown. Uh, as we all know, came on really strong towards the end yeah. of the season. I think he'll win rookie of the year. Probably. Deservedly, deservedly so I would say, but yeah. he did see Houston twice in that span uh, in weeks 15 and 17 Oakland in week 14. He did struggle mightily last week, as we all saw against Stefan Gilmore. That was a tough matchup. Mm-hmm. Week 16 against New Orleans, another tough matchup. Uh, two targets, just one catch. And this is another very tough matchup. Maybe the toughest one of those three. Yeah, so, for sure. You know, the, the recency bias, people are going to be petrified of using A.J. Brown, which you should be. But uh, again, he is a, a manimal. Uh, he, he's but, good. And he's the only, the only really viable target that Tannehill's got when he drops back and you want anything to happen. Yep. Corey Davis. The only reason I'm even mentioning him is it's his birthday on Saturday. (laughs) His actual birthday. You know, I love me a birthday. I know you do. Scientific, uh, scientific fact. He'll go off. No, just kidding. He did not have a catch last week uh, in New England. Again, another brutal matchup. So Corey Davis, let's let's just move on. I don't really want to move on to Tajay Sharp or Adam Humphreys. Humphreys didn't play last week. He might play this week, but Marlon Humphrey is going to shut down. Either one of these guys. Humphrey's only allowed three touchdowns this season. Mm-hmm. Two went to James and Crowder in one game, which is a major outlier. He's just blanking people in the slot. Really, outside of A.J. Brown, you might be looking at the tight end position for Ryan Tannehill's top target. And no, it is not Johnu Smith anymore. It is Anthony Ferkser. Ferkser. Who ran 70% of... Uh, 70% of his routes from the slot last week, essentially working as a slot wide receiver, ran more... Uh, 
routes from the slot than Tajay Sharp. Janu Smith ran zero routes from the slot. Smith oh, he's more on, of a traditional yeah. tight end. So Brookser is your guy, and he's someone I would maybe target in daily, just kind of as a well, contrarian punt I'll, I'll differentiator. Throw, I'll throw some water on that. No tight end is top 37 yards against yeah. Baltimore since week four. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, that was September. <laughs> 37 yards is nothing. That's a, it's, that is a uber contrarian play it but is. i'm he's, sure he's salary cap minimum yeah, yeah he'll free up some uh yes. free up some cap cash, for you yeah. another space but yeah don't, don't expect a very high ceiling from ferkser uh i guess we can still expect a very high ceiling from derrick henry though right probably yes just dominated the patriots as we all saw mm-hmm. when it comes to the run the ravens have allowed more rush yards on fewer attempts than new england and 10 more rushing touchdowns than the Patriots that? had. Yes. So we all saw what Henry did to the Patriots. I mean, he's going to quite literally have to carry the, the Titans yeah, to yes. victory in this one. Ravens are ranked fourth uh, against the pass uh, by DVOA. Against 19th, the pass or run? Uh, against the pass, 19th against the run. Okay. So oh, I see the path yeah, of least yeah. resistance yep. is, mm-hmm. is on the ground. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I got to mention Deion Lewis, right, Charge? You would be mad no. if I did. Oh, yeah, only because it's you. It's the the passing work you'd expect from him, but only three running backs have topped three catches against Baltimore all season. Only two opposing running backs have topped 40 receiving yards, and only one running back has caught a touchdown. Yeah, Deion Lewis is And that was, that was uh, Shady McCoy in week Get this, three. the average game for Derrick Henry since week 10. Average game. This His average game is a most leads backs biggest game of the year. 24 carries, 154 rushing yards, and 1.6 touchdowns. Average game for Derrick Henry since Week 10. And Week 10 was way back in, like, the middle, early November. That was, no, that was uh, I think that was roughly November 10th. So, yeah, it's, you know, he's been great in all circumstance. Well, he's heading towards free agency, so he's certainly running motivated. Wow. He's getting more motivated by the week, it seems like. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I don't know how motivated he needs to be. He's playing great, obviously. The only quarterback in NFL history to average 80 rushing yards per game. Uh, when it comes to rushing quarterbacks, though, Tennessee held the... I don't know if anyone's comparable to uh, Lamar Jackson, but the closest comps are Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson. Josh Allen, 10 carries for 27 yards Mm -hmm. against Tennessee this year. Deshaun Watson, 7 carries for 32. So maybe there is a little bit of a ceiling being capped for LJX when it comes to running the ball, but the Titans have surrendered multiple passing scores in 11 of 17 regular season games. The, the only question with Lamar Jackson is, do you fade him in tournaments like, or yeah, contrarian or not? Or yeah. like in like yeah. in, in any playoff style game where you can only use a player once. Maybe this isn't the mm-hmm. week you want to use Lamar Jackson. But then again, other, maybe it is. Maybe it at is. least cornerbacks, Tremaine Brock yeah. and Ty Smith and Logan Ryan. Ew. Yeah. Adoree Jackson will make his return. We'll get to him in a minute. But uh, that's when we'll talk about Marquise Brown. We're going to talk about Mark Andrews first. The top pass catcher on the Baltimore Ravens. Yes. Here are games with the number of games with at least 50 yards for Ravens pass catchers. Mark Andrews has eight. Mm-hmm. Marquise Brown, three. Miles Boykin and Willie Sneed, two. Seth Roberts, one. Andrews has more than all those guys combined. combined. And it's only 50 yards. Only 50, 50 yards. 50. Your leading receiver, Marquise Brown, has hit it, what was it, three times? Uh, yeah. Three times. Three times. Oof. Uh, and over the last over their last seven regular season games, the Titans have allowed five tight end touchdowns. Four tight ends have topped 70 yards during that span. So you got to love Mark Andrews in this game. Yeah. Uh, even Ben Watson had three catches for 38 yards against the Titans last week. And uh, he's, a, he's a decomposing corpse at this point. <laughs> and I don't know if, if you're going to try and 
be a contrarian at the tight end position with Baltimore. I like Hayden Hurst a little more than Nick Boyle, but let's not discuss those guys. You're throwing darts at that point. You're throwing darts at that point for sure. Uh, Over to the wide receivers, Marquise Brown, just talked about him, hasn't seen more than four targets in eight of his last nine games. He's really been struggling with lower leg injuries all season. And if he doesn't score, you get nothing. You get nothing. And a Dory Jackson practice in full on Thursday. He will be back. He will be locked down on Hollywood Brown. So I'm not liking Marquise Brown. I'm not liking any of the wide receivers for Baltimore. What about Boykin as a, as a, because the outside corners are really bad. Brock and Smith are really bad. If we think that Marquise Brown is not healthy enough or not mature enough to make a big impact here, is Boykin a contrarian play that nobody's going to have in DFS? Most likely, and I would I would lean to using him more so if I was using Ella Jackson as pairing up, pairing him up and hoping for the you know the double down there because okay. if you have Lamar Jackson and Boykin doesn't do anything, you still might be all right. That's <laughs> true, but uh, That's true because yeah, Boykin will come in cheap on most sites, especially on fan ball. So yeah, I like that. Uh, even though Willie Sneed has seen the most snaps of all Ravens wide receivers, he never sees enough targets. And then Seth Roberts is a thing, but not so much on this show anymore. Now it gets sticky at running back charged. Mark Ingram. As, you don't know if he's going to go. We don't even know if he's going to play at this point. It's, it is, it's he's a like serious day question. day to day with yep. this calf injury. And, you know, he hasn't topped 15 carries since week five. Ugh. Only three running backs have topped 90 rushing yards against Tennessee. Christian McCaffrey, Carlos Hyde, Leonard Fournette. And they all needed 24 carries to get there. Mm-hmm. We're fading Ingram. You fading can't, I can't take him. Ingram hard. Now, yeah. Gus Edwards, on the other hand, yes, he's go- cheap and he's going to get carries anyway. Yep. Career 5.3 yards per carry. He's proven he can be a lead back. And, uh, and you know, Justice Hill is going to come into play here, too. Only the Colts allowed more catches to running backs this year than the Titans. Yeah. So How about that? Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, they're both in play, even if Ingram is suited up. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm worried about Mark Ingram, man. I am too. I, I, I can't, unless something changes between now and kickoff, and I feel a lot better about Mark Ingram's health, I'm not risking it. Calf injuries are tricky. They can You can have a setback easily. He's, he's had a setback this week, essentially. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah it's yeah. getting worse rather than better for him. Yeah. Um, We'll take uh, let's yeah we'll we'll take we'll take one more break. This is going to be the last break of this one, and then we'll we'll knock down the last uh, the last couple of games, um, including well it's not including there's only two other games: Houston taking on Kansas City, and also Seattle taking on Green Bay. We'll talk about those. Paul Charchin, Brian Johnson, with you in just a second. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right, we are back. Um, Brian. Yeah. NFC, Green Bay, uh, in the odd position of rooting for the Vikings last week mm-hmm. so that they could get Seattle a much easier out than San Francisco, I think, by anybody's estimation right now. Um, it's a primrose path for Seattle right now as, um, as they, get to, uh, they get to face Seattle. And then, you know, if the Vikings win, that'd be even better. You get the Vikings at home. Yep. We've already beat twice. Seattle's, uh, let's, talk about, let's start with this. The, the Seattle rush is a rushing game. is a, a complete disaster. They got one yard per carry out of Marshawn Lynch. There's this conventional, and he scored in both games uh, that he's been back for. There's this sort of conventional wisdom, I think, maybe because he's Marshawn Lynch and because he scored touchdowns in each game that somehow this running game is solved. It's awful. Mm-hmm. The last two weeks, Seattle averaging 2.8 yards per carry. Travis Homer, frankly, has been better than Marshawn Lynch, who just, to me, to my eyes, Lynch looks pretty much cooked. Yeah, he's pretty washed. Yeah, what, what about Robert so? Turbin? Maybe, you know, maybe. <laughs> Turbin's 30, which shocked me. You know, for I know he's bounced around a lot, but how do you get to be 30 years old? Um now, the Green Bay run defense has been bad all year, and it's bad now, and Seattle would love to get the running game started, but I just I can't trust them. I can't trust Seattle here. Um, the Vikings, with their backup runners, failed to get anything done against, uh, against Green Bay's run defense, so I think there is a point at which you know, your backup runners just can't get it done against Green Bay, and this is it. So I'm, I'm, I'm avoiding Marshawn Lynch and Travis Homer here. Seattle's passing game, though, is more intriguing, but it's strength versus strength here. Packers have allowed zero or one passing touchdown in five straight games. But the five quarterbacks they've faced, Daniel Jones, rookie, Dwayne Haskins, rookie, David Blau, rookie, Sad Trombonski, plays like a rookie, (laughs) and Kirk Cousins. That's it. That's it. So maybe the Packers aren't quite as good as we as we think they are. They do have a great pass rush. It ranks fifth by Pro Football Focus, um, and that will certainly challenge Russell Wilson. But he's used to this, and he's as elusive as any quarterback in the pocket. Um, hasn't necessarily been explosive this year, but he's been consistent. He scored in 16 to 17 games this year, but his average game since November is just 241 yards and 1.3 touchdowns, which isn't very much. You'll want more than that. I was curious to see the weather in Green Bay because I hadn't looked at it. It's, it's quite snow. mild. For, it, it's a time about snow. They're shoveling, right? They, oh, the, they had, what they I'm seeing is for, 24. Saturday might be the more snow or, sun, or Monday morning. Sunday. They might. Uh, they, they needed 700 volunteers to shovel out the uh, shovel out Lambeau Field. I'm just not sure when that snow is this, hitting. This week? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, think mean. I think that's now or soon or something like that. Sucks for them. Well, there's the 700 volunteers. <laughs> but, Brian, they're owners. Oh, they're not. Right. They're, don't think of them as volunteers. That's right. Think of them as owners. That's right. Um, now, uh, of course, by now you know Russell Wilson's rushing is totally sporadic. You can't count on that at all. Uh, DK Metcalf went bonkers last week. Seven catches, 160 yards, um, and a, a touchdown. He's um, 
Uh, a great game last week. He runs predominantly from the left side of the field where he'll face the Green Bay's worst corner, Kevin King. That's a nice opportunity for DK Metcalf, who I do like quite a bit in this game. Tyra Lockett runs from the slot a lot. That puts him against Traymond Williams. Williams has been shockingly terrific, and this is 83rd year of service in the NFL. He's allowed only one touchdown since week six. Really, all year, only Anthony Miller has had his number in the two games that Chicago played against Green Bay. Jacob Hollister could be big here, and I like him as your tight end option if you want to find a cheap tight end. Green Bay's given up big games to pretty much every good tight end they faced. Kittle, Kelsey, Waller, Henry, Olsen, Ertz. And while Hollister isn't at the level of those guys, he's only maybe one tier underneath that if they decide they want to use him a lot. And we've seen games where they've gone to Hollister copiously. Mm -hmm. I like Hollister in this matchup, too. Let's go to the Green Bay side, where uh, regular listeners know Eric, because I talk about it all the time, Aaron Rodgers is so dangerous to your fantasy viability. Get this. Here's his average game in the second half of the season. So we're going all the way back to early October. Average game for Aaron Rodgers in passing yards. Who'd you like to guess? I'll let you guess, Brian. 227. 209. Okay. I knew I was being generous. Average touchdown passes. 0.9. 0.9. You're close. 1.25, but it's really masked by, he had a, he had a five touchdown game. Yeah. Um, if I took that five touchdown game out, which wouldn't be fair, but if I did, he'd be well under, well under one yard. You'd probably be out the of negatives. If I, my math it's is correct, somehow which it's negative, not. Yeah. I was an English major. That's why that's, that's your problem right there. Rogers. Uh, so his, by the way, you know, you want to know who else is dead on 209 yards and 1.25 touchdowns per game, like square on. Sad Trombonski. Trombonski, I knew it. Sad Trombonski. Sad Trombonski almost exactly the same stat line, offensive stat line, as Aaron Rodgers. Now, obviously, Aaron. I'm not suggesting that Aaron Rodgers is as inconsistent. Are you sure? Throws, it is, it's, you know, <laughs> no, Aaron no, Rodgers not. almost never throws an, incomple- uh, an interception. You know, I'm not even suggesting they're on the same plane of existence, but, if all, but from a fantasy-only standpoint, the offensive production has been worse with Aaron Rodgers than that. It's right. Devontae it's, Adams. It's, that's all he's got. Really. That's all he's got. It's and that's Adams. the whole problem. So it, you know, if if they if they scheme to stop Devontae Adams, who runs from all over the field, and he's got positive matchups, especially on the left side against Trey Flowers and also in the slot against Ugo Amadi, I think you know, I think Adams can get his. And, you know, like the Vikings knew Adams was coming. They still couldn't stop him from catching like 14 passes in a mm-hmm. game. So I think Adams will be okay. It's just there's nobody else that ever steps up to your point. And that part's been a disaster for them. But where you really want to go, probably Aaron Jones. Yeah. Finally getting the usage that fantasy owners have been clamoring for for years. Here's his yardage over the last four games for Aaron Jones. 192 yards, 51 yards. 160 yards and 143 yards. Mm, it's three out of four dominating games. We'll take that. Uh, Jones and Williams can attack Seattle through the air. They've given up big receiving games to runners in the past few weeks. Kyle Juszczyk, 49 yards. Christian McCaffrey, 88 yards through the air. The Vikings runners put up 128 yards between them through the air. Wow. Um, they've given up nine rushing touchdowns in the last five games. Aaron Rodgers, to me, is the best running back play Jones. of the weekend. Sorry, thank you. Aaron Jones, best running back play of the weekend. 
All right. I like it. I like that call. Brian, let's go to the uh, the final game on our uh, on our set list here. And that is a what is going to be a one-sided affair. Oh yeah. I know Houston, I know Houston beat Kansas City in the week 6 matchup. That was a long time ago, and these are two pretty different teams now. Uh, tell me your uh, tell me how you feel about this one. Let's begin on, with Houston's side of the ball here. Carlos Hyde was a star in the first game. He ran for 116 yards and one touchdown in the first matchup. What do you think about this in the sequel? Uh, if they uh, give him that the ball that many times, he could repeat uh, those numbers. Kansas City was ranked 29th against the run by a football outsider's DVOA, mm-hmm. and they, they allowed the fourth highest yards per carry. But again, Kansas City could e- easily run up the score and take Hyde out of the game script. Uh, and they, they might need to lean on Duke Johnson a little more in this one, who caught a touchdown in that week six game. Duke has eight catches over the last eight games. Hyde has one. Mm-hmm. So if the game script flips. Uh, we could see more Duke than Hyde. I, uh, I'd, I'd rather have Duke than Hyde at the same salary cost. Yeah, but Duke will come in cheaper. But even if they yes. were the same cost, yeah, you get right. lower ownership. But yeah. thankfully, he's even cheaper. And uh, we talked about uh, how, how only the Colts allowed more uh, receptions to running backs than the Titans uh, in the, the earlier segment. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs come in third in that regard. All right. Only the Colts and Titans have allowed more receptions to running backs than the Chiefs, who have yeah. allowed 100. So I like Duke in this one. He could uh, be a sneaky play. Ownership percentage should be a little suppressed um, for old Duke. Uh, let's see. Let's go over to Deshaun Watson, who had 280 and one passing, four, 42 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns in that first meeting. Um, but unlike years past, Kansas City has been very tough against the pass. They're ranked sixth against the pass by football outsiders. Uh, one thing that would bode well for Watson is the Chiefs' leader in sacks, pro bowler Chris Jones, was uh, limited in practice on Thursday with a calf injury. Mm-hmm. We just talked about how fickle those could be. Yep. He's been added to the injury report, so that would bode well for Watson. So, But in that week six game, charge, Watson had four touchdown passes dropped. Wow. Will dropped? Fuller dropped three. I remember, I, remember, I remember he had that big drop game, but yeah. that, this was three, it. I didn't remember which one it was. And DeAndre Hopkins dropped a touchdown in that game, too. Yeah. So, and Watson still ran for two touchdowns yeah. in that game. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. But yeah, Will Fuller, when Will Fuller had at least three touchdowns the game before or the game after this yeah, one. So he almost right. had like a six-touchdown yeah. span. But, uh, but uh, DeAndre Hopkins, nine for 55 in that first game on 12 targets. You, you kind of know what you're going to get with him. He's a... Uh, mm-hmm. That's about his four, nine catches for 60-ish yards. Uh, could certainly go off at any point. So he's not contrarian. He's not chalk. Uh, he's DeAndre Hopkins. What can you say? Will, For- Will Fuller, though, you got, always got to be worried with Will, Will yeah, Fuller. Yeah, the groin injury could be, you know, any play could be yeah. his last. He could start, but you never know if he's going to finish the game. Uh, like I said, he dropped three touchdowns in that uh, week six game. So you really just have to wait and see come Sunday what his status is. If he's out, that brings Kenny Stills back into play who he's been limited by a knee injury this Correct. week as well. Yeah. And uh, it's DeAndre Carter who would step up if either of those guys cannot Jeez. go. Not Kiki Cutie, who is basically... He's uh, been deactivated. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's done. He's done so. And um, the Chiefs put starting safety Juan Thornhill on IR, which would move Honey Badger to free safety, which really just mixes up their whole secondary. That's a bad So it leaves deal. him a little yeah. more susceptible to big mm-hmm. play. So either Stills or Fuller, I'd like. Uh, if Fuller's active, you know, he, they have high ceiling, low floor type plays. They're not cash game plays, but uh, certainly tournament plays and daily. And uh, another guy who could be viable is Darren Fells. Um, Jordan Aikens was sidelined last week with the hamstring injury. I don't know if mm-hmm. he's going to play this week. Fells pretty much had a full-time gig. 
Fells had six catches for 69 yards in that week six game. Yeah. Aikens added three for 39. So wow. they were utilizing right. Together, the tight end a, a lot. 10 catch, 100 yard game. And the Chiefs have surrendered the second most catches to tight ends and yielded the third most red zone targets to the Ooh, position. So I, I, I'm liking I like Fells, it. especially Fels. if Aikens is out. And uh, that should do it for the Houston side. Does? Mm-hmm. Were you going to say something? No, that's nope. good. All right, over to uh, I'll, I'll mention this. Uh, you know, Kansas City's pass defense has been good all year and great down the stretch. Over the past five weeks, the average passing game against Kansas City, two, 231 yards and 0.8 touchdowns. I mean, it's a good, wow. vastly improved yep. secondary. So I don't think, I don't think the yards are going to necessarily come easily here for Watson. Um, but just maybe through sheer repetition and volume, Watson ends up with a good fantasy game. All right, let's flip over to the Kansas City side. All right, Damian Williams uh, is coming on strong, finally. I I love this matchup. Over the last two regular season games, Williams has totaled 38 opportunities. That is carries plus targets. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's compared to the 10 from Darwin Thompson, Shady McCoy, a healthy scratch in both of those games. Houston is 27th in DVOA against pass-catching running backs. Mm. Williams will get all the pass work, so you got to love Williams this week. I agree with you that Aaron Jones will have the best performance, but I think Williams will be the highest-owned running back in daily based on price and just the sheer awesomeness of this match opportunity yes. so yeah yes. you gotta like damian williams in this one you gotta like tyree kill who had five catches for 80 yards and two touchdowns in that week six game and that was only on 28 snaps hill was yeah. coming off injury then houston has allowed the fifth most touchdowns to wide receivers this year so hill is in a smash spot who is not in a smash smash spot uh probably never will be for the rest of his life is sammy watkins didn't play in that week six game but let's just let's a quick rewind of Watkins season. It won't okay. take long. All right. According to fantasy football today, Watkins had 38 points in week one. That's pretty much standard PPR. Yeah. 38 points. He had like three touchdowns. Tyreek Hill got hurt. Yeah. You had right. Sammy Watkins. You drafted in the seventh round. You're like, Ooh, this okay. is going to be a great season. Got to get him back in my lineup. He basically totaled 45 points over the remainder of the season after that game. Like the ultimate sell high moment that no one took advantage of whatsoever. But you couldn't but, at the time because Hill was going to miss like six weeks. And you're like, I got to have, yeah, have Patrick Holmes go to receiver. Nobody sold right And back. then the price kept going down and then you couldn't I sell. Know, and then you're right. stuck. Yep, so, yep. But, you know, it's Hill and Watkins. They dominate the snap counts. Watkins, another a boomer bust. High ce- Well, I don't even know if we can say it's a high ceiling anymore. Maybe a high distance ceiling. Yeah. But ah. he, he's become a contrarian dart throw, essentially. That's and um, Miko Hardman is the one wide receiver you would think. Think about maybe saving some, you know, some coin in the DFS lineup. I kind of like uh, it in a in a in a bigger pool because Hardman's got such so much big playability. Yeah, I do too, and he'll come in cheap. Uh, he had four catches for forty five yards in that Week Six game. He mm-hmm. basically started opposite Tyreek Hill because Watkins missed that. Uh, but again, probably the if it's not Tyreek Hill, the, the pass catcher you want most on Kansas City is of course Travis Travis Kelsey, Kelsey who was mm-hmm. quiet in that first meeting, just like four or five catches for sixty yards. Houston was top eight in most yards allowed to tight end, so you gotta love Travis Kelsey. He's been limited with a, a knee injury, but he should be good to go come Sunday. And then Patrick Mahomes. 273-3 and three in the Week 6 game. A quiet day for him, sort of. It's sort of been a quiet season, even though he's finished as a yeah. like top-five quarterback. But yeah. the Texans are very prone to the big play. They've allowed 58 plays of 20-plus yards of this year. That's the eighth most in the league. You know, if I, this would, if I had to pick a quarterback, Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes, I think, I'm, I think Mahomes is going to outperform Jackson this week at lower ownership. Mm-hmm. Lower salary. Yeah. I just feel like this is going to be a, a pop-off spot for Mahomes. Of course, Jackson can do the same, but uh should be a good game. Uh, Damian Williams. Let me go back to him. Here's another stat for you in Williams. Okay. Think about what running back will catch a pass in that offense. 
it's only him. You know, LaShawn McCoy is probably not even active for the game. Um, Houston has allowed the second most receptions to running backs, the second most receiving yards to running backs, and the most touchdowns yep. through the air to running backs. It was a seven for 76 receiving for Devin Singletary last week. Last alone. week, yep. So. This is um, Williams is an awesome play. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want the Aaron Jones Damian Williams uh, combo. Start there. And see what and you just can, yeah, right. You know, see what I got you. left after that because that's uh, that is going to be the key to my DFS lineups. I believe are those two guys and. You know, I'll I'll scrabble together other stuff. Well, hey, on fanball.com, you don't have to pick a quarterback though, because you can play super too. flex. So I'm just yes. gonna and then I'm yeah, then L Jax and Mahomes. And I don't even need it the rest of my lineup. What then. about what <laughs> can I keep my two tight ends in super flex? I could go tight end, tight end. Oh yeah. I could go Hollister Fells and get two super cheap tight ends and crush a lot of the rest of my roster. You can play three tight ends. With that, with two quarterbacks still, because uh, Fanball has the wide receiver tight end oh, flex, that's right. and then that's the regular right, right, flex, right, right. then tight end. So, I don't yeah. know who my third tight end would be. Maybe, maybe just go Kittle and take the chalk. But I, as I mentioned, I'm not. I'm a little bit nervous about the Kittle matchup. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, 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 we're we, we love uh, we love Aikens this week, right? That's our guy. No, Fells. Fells, my bad. Fells. Yeah, yeah. 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 Fells Hollister is my. Uh, Hollister. That's my one-two like punch it. right there. Uh, thank you for listening to Fantasy Football Weekly. We're, uh, as you probably know, we're back uh, every week of the season, and uh, we will, and, and the off season, which is new for us. And next week, we'll be breaking down two games instead of four. I think it's going to be Green Bay travel. I think it's chalk. I think it's Green Bay traveling to San Francisco. I think it's, uh, I think it's Kansas City traveling to Baltimore in all probability. But so I play the games. Find out, Brian. Great job today. Thanks, George. All right. Thanks, everybody. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits... LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.